0: On today's episode, we have Miss Mallory Nicole. Mallory is a, get this, subconscious mindset expert. And I am fully persuaded in the work that she does. Why? Because I'm one of her clients. And what Mallory does so well is help you think about your thinking. And she does that through a combination of neuroscience, Mind body reprogramming and just generally kicking people's asses, mine included. And I think you're going to learn a ton from her today. So thankful that she took the time to join us on the podcast, and you're going to get a ton of insights into your own thinking, into mental experiments you can do to boost your performance, to get yourself to the next level in your business, and to shake yourself free from hangups and habits that no longer serve you. So here she is, Mallory Nicole. Welcome to Experimental. I'm your host, Justin Wise, a pastor turned business consultant for growth-minded entrepreneurs and experts. It's my mission to help you time travel into your preferred future, find the highest and best use of your time, and build a business chock full of profit so you can design the life and business you want. If you want to hear how other experts and leaders are using creativity and experimentation to grow their businesses, this is the show for you. everybody. Welcome to Experimental. I am your host, Justin Wise. I'm here with the one, the only Mallory Nicole. Mallory, welcome aboard.
1: Thank you for having me aboard.
0: Now, you have one of the most interesting, I suppose, job titles that I've ever come across. You know, sometimes people will have job titles that sound really cool and then they don't match the hype. <laughs> and you have a job title that's really cool. And you match the hype.
1: Well, thank you. I was gonna say, uh oh. Where's the, I hope that I I hope that I live up to this hype that this job title.
0: You do live up to the <laughs> that's hype. That's given me. Let's let's tell the people what you do. And officially you are a subconscious mindset specialist and an entrepreneurial. An executive coach. And the reason why I know you live up to the hype is because you coach me in, I suppose, both of those areas, right?
1: I do. I love working with you. The subconscious mindset expert has been something that I've changed recently because I've had been talking to a couple, I don't know what you call them in the entrepreneurial world, colleagues, people that also are alongside me in business. And you know, the coaching industry as a whole has changed drastically and the word just associating myself as a coach, I think was missing out from yeah. a lot of the stuff I do with people. So I decided to change it after some
0: questions that some friends had made. I do. I love it. I love it. I think it fits. It works. And ultimately that's what we're attempting to do and doing actively in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, the reason why I wanted to have you on this show uh, is certainly to talk about your work and how you got to do what you're doing. And I don't even think I actually know that story. I've heard bits and pieces of it on your podcast, which everyone should go subscribe to. Abundantly clear. It's on every platform where good podcasts show up. I want to talk about that journey of how you got to where you're doing what you're doing now. But I also really like, and really the the kind of focus of the show is know what business and marketing experiments are working for you and whether or not you realize it or not you know you're doing because I, I see you I watch you I watch your 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 materials I watch your content and you're doing these experiments putting these things out there and so I want to focus on it to give listeners maybe some handlebars on stuff that they can try in their own business awesome so I know at one point in your life you were an engineer and now you're a subconscious mindset specialist so subconscious mindset coach how do you go from engineer to what you're doing now
1: great question i think that the bigger picture was by design but it felt like an accident in the in the time that it changed in 2014 i got really sick and that lasted for almost 5 months and when i say really sick i don't just mean like i got I had a bad cold that didn't go away. I mean, like I was waking up with rashes all over my body and I was having migraines to the point where I could hardly be in a room with the light on and I had dropped a ton of weight and I'm already tiny as it is. So when I dropped a ton of weight, you know, I looked really ill. Um, And there were all of these things that started showing up out of nowhere, Justin. It was like, all of a sudden I woke up and I wasn't the same person mm. and I was in and out of the doctor's office trying to figure out what was going on with my body and I wasn't getting answers to be completely honest like I just wasn't getting what I needed and I was doing everything I could to make the symptoms go away and to alleviate the pain because I also had like full body pain eber, all kinds of crazy stuff uh, and I found out after about five months thank god for blog posts and blog articles and people mm. writing their experiences in life. Because I found an article that, that said 10 uh, signs you might have a gluten intolerance. And I have one, but wow. I didn't know that at the time. And nobody that I was going to was really helping me with the dietary stuff. And I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on my body. And that was a very pivotal time in my life. Because from there, you know how this happens. You buy, a, you buy a BMW and then everyone you see on the road has a BMW. Or you buy a Honda Pilot and everybody you see on the road has a, a blue Honda Pilot just like yours. You know how that goes. So what happened for me at that time period of my life was I went through this big health overhaul. And once I realized I had a gluten intolerance, that led to all of these other things that I was like, I really need to be taking care of my body differently and my body's trying to speak to me and I don't know how to listen to it. And it was like every conversation that I had with anybody anywhere I went was about their health and it made me start it made me start to wonder how many people have food intolerances that feel like they're dying that don't actually know what the root is. Oh my god. That's where I got into coaching. Obviously, I'm not health coaching. That was very short-lived, but that started my kind of entrance into all of this.
0: That is... Un- I had, I, I, did not know that part of your story. So, so this isn't like celiac. This is an, an intolerance. Exactly.
1: So no, it's not celiacs, which is why it was so tricky because yeah. they were testing for everything, but you can't test for an intolerance. Mm. And... I mean, my liver was failing. They were about to go in and do like liver surgery. There was all wow. this stuff. So all of my organs and my hormones, which we don't need to get into all of that. But as females know, you have something going on with your body. It can really create an impact in the way that you feel every day. Everything was all over the charts, but wow. nothing was showing the root. And as soon as I found that blog post and stopped eating gluten, it was like within 10 days that the rashes started to go away and the headaches started to alleviate.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know,
0: we have a family history in my family of celiac, Crohn's, all this kind of stuff. I myself have been tested, definitely have gluten intolerance. So, you know, finding that out, I'm sure for you was like, uh, what did it feel like to to come to that conclusion? What what was going through your mind? Because I, I know what I was like, but I'm curious to know what your what what that was like for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that I've talked to that are like, "Oh, I think I have a gluten intolerance, but I just I just can't like fully commit." For me, I thought I was dying. Like, yeah. I really thought I was I had lupus. I thought that something was really, really because something was really, really wrong. My body right. was screaming at me. So for me, it was kind of like, I mean, I was like, "Thank God, I figured this out." Mm. because now it's going to go away. So there has never been any oh, I missed the pizza, I missed this, I missed that. It really was that pivotal of like, oh my gosh, there's an answer. I I'm free.
0: <laughs> because you know, you know what the you know how you felt and you're like, listen, no donut, no pizza is worth feeling that way again.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay, so you figure this out. You mm-hmm. you have a brief foray. First, I want to know more about engineering. How, what what type of engineer?
1: Civil. So <laughs> I didn't actually go to engineering school. I know it's it's kind of it's weird. I didn't go to engineering school, but I ended up working for an engineering firm. I actually went to school for geospatial technology and cartography. Like you
0: stuff. do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, Wait wait wait. Did you say geospatial technology?
1: yeah so Where's I used that? to do a lot of stuff on computers with maps and map making and <laughs> like it's I know my life is like so different, oh. so completely different. And I learned how to use all these like computer software programs that helped um in digital and spatial technologies and I yeah, it was just like a different time in my life, but that led me to the engineering firm and honestly the engineering firm was phenomenal. And I learned so much about leadership. I learned, you know, about communication. I learned a lot there. I didn't hate my job. I loved the team that I was with. Um, but there was obviously something bigger going on because something I also like, haven't really shared a whole lot of on, on the podcast was five years before the gluten intolerance. I actually, I, experienced a traumatic brain injury and went through a very long time of like l- losing my short term memory. Yeah. And that was a huge pivotal time in my life too. So there were this- these two very big instances of what I look back on now. And, you know, I don't know what everyone's spirituality is on this show, but I look back on now and it was like, God was basically saying, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be doing something different. You were, you know, you're not listening. You're not seeing what you have the potential to see. And my life is just very different now than it was then. But I didn't learn the first time. It took another bout of, you know, something really pretty traumatic.
0: And that was um, the... The TBI was from a a bike accident. Mm -hmm. I I think I remember you saying on your podcast, wasn't it? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it was from a bike accident. I was intoxicated. It was really stupid. Um, You know, I didn't get hit by a truck or anything like that. I just made a stupid move on a bike and I hit someone. And the way that I landed, um, the way that I landed just changed the next six months of
0: my life. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So you had these two kind of pivotal incidents in your life, and I would imagine, uh, and just from the sounds of it, it gave you some time to step back and say, <laughs> okay, am I really doing what I want to do? And this is so important, and I want listeners to understand, like, you know, we're talking about the span of what, uh, ten, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years here, over yeah. from the bike accident to t- today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, nine years.
0: And there's this there's these pivotal moments that give you this ability and to, to step back and say, "Am I doing what I want to be doing, what I should be doing, what I'm designed to do?" That's what I'm hearing you say right now. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it totally is. And it even took me a while after I was doing what I do now, which very much feels like purpose to me yeah. and what I'm supposed to be doing. It took me a little while to see how important those two points of my life were and how connected it was to what I'm doing now.
0: So you are uh, in a, civil, a civil engineer firm. You, 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 you figure out this gluten intolerance issue. You, you move at some point into coaching and on the health side of things. But what, what was that first client that you started working with on the mindset side of things? Tell me more about yeah. how that happened.
1: It was so organic and it honestly freaked me out because I wasn't fully prepared. And I know you know what that's like. You know, sometimes in your life, you just get presented these kind of opportunities to shift and the fear kind of shows up. So, in a matter of two weeks, I had five to six health coaches mm. booking slots on my calendar. I wasn't marketing this. I want to start off by saying that I was not marketing this, but I had five to six health coaches within two weeks booking slots on my calendar because they saw that I was sharing testimonials from my health coaching clients. Now this business was like less than two months old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just started using Facebook. I started using Facebook lives. I put out offers to help people and I, I made really quick money. You know, it wasn't a lot of money. My offers were pretty low, But what I was doing was working. And in the health coaching space, there are a lot of people that have gone to get health coaching certifications that don't know anything about business. So I had all these coaches booking on my calendar that were like basically saying, hey, can you help me because you're obviously getting clients and I don't know how to do this. And I had my own like Who am I to help them? I've been doing this for like less than a quarter. Like it hasn't even been 90 days. I haven't gone through a full cycle. Like, I don't know exactly what I can do, but I started helping people for a really low rate and more of a, you know, fully transparent. I don't know a whole lot about this, but I can tell you what I do know. Yeah. And in that, I ended up being so much mindset work. I mean, it ended up being so much mindset work that's that's kind of how that started and then I started speaking more in my marketing about the mindset work and I had other business owners that were not coaches that were saying hey can you help me because I see that you're talking about xyz
0: for someone who's maybe not familiar with that term when you say mindset work what what Mm -hmm. does that what does that mean
1: so for this very specific person which isn't really the type of person that I work with now. But for this very specific person, it was fear of even being seen online. It was fear of going online and saying, hey, I do this. It was fear of asking for money. It was fear of receiving money. It was fear of pricing accordingly. Um, There was a lot, there, there were just a lot of stories connected to shame and judgment and guilt of receiving money from someone that, you know, has a health problem. You know, there were Mm. all of these things that were showing up with these women that I was working with. And so I started to see more and more of that with the other people that I was meeting in masterminds or events that I was going to for my own business. I started to see how much of those things paralleled. They were a little different because a lot of the people that I've worked with in mindset were at different stages of business. But I started to see the things they were talking about and, and, you know, I don't want to say complaining about, but saying that the problems that they were experiencing and I really saw underneath a lot of that and realized a lot of the stuff is just mindset. And yeah. once that's shifted, you'll be fine. And that is also the experience that I've had with a lot of people that I've worked with in these quote-unquote um, you know structural problems that they have, maybe they 're not structural they 're just some mindset stuff that 's getting in the way
0: and and they were coming to you because they said, "Oh hey, Mallory seems like she's she 's figured this out at least to some level, and I need to know okay this isn 't like an operational issue. this is not a technical issue in my business that 's keeping me from growing. This is something internal this is in this is a thought pattern, this is a behavioral pattern this is uh, steps that I'm not taking for some reason. And I don't know why I'm not taking them. And they saw in you someone who, who could help them with that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that happened a couple of times. And then, you know, we always, just as much as I help people, I also have my own walk in this. I was like, all right. right, you know, I've got to fully show up. If this is showing up for me, it's time to take another step. So I made another pivot and then fully owned that and let go of the you know, identity I had to the health coaching piece and just started saying, I'm just doing this. And that was scary. Honestly, that was because I also was helping health coaches with marketing. So fully letting go of like, I'm not helping you with your marketing and your message anymore. Um, I was like, I I hope this works.
0: (laughs) What, what, when is this time frame? When, when is this?
1: This was, um, I'm so bad with time. So it's 2020. This was
0: I mean, winter. it could have been
1: that long ago. It, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was like winter of 17. Okay. So a into, couple of years. Yeah. The, all of that happened. All of that happened in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> like from the first Facebook Live to having six-figure business owners saying, I need your help. All wow. of that happened within six months and it really challenged me. Like
0: what was it, challenging? It what was the happen. hardest part?
1: Um, I had a belief. I had I had a lot of beliefs that I had to let go of, but I had a really strong belief that I wasn't going to be able to help people that made more money than me.
0: Mm. So I was really
1: intimidated by having the level because the six figure business owners then turned to seven figure business owners that were asking for help. And I had some beliefs around before I, they, I don't anymore, but I was very fearful of what their expectations were of what they were going to get out of our work together. So I never let it stop me. I never said no, um, obviously because it all happened really quick and I am where I am now, but it definitely created I mean the growth was real (laughs) for myself I don't just mean like in in my bank account like for myself I was like okay this is this is what it is and I need to go with it but I'm not saying that those voices didn't show up and that I had to work through my own stuff around it
0: uh So, so let's dig into more of the kind of practical side of of launching your business, because like with coaching and coaching and consulting, to me, you know, if someone's listening to this and they uh, have a skill set, they have uh, a knowledge base, they have um, an ability, uh, they're 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 an expert. And whether or not they consider themselves an expert, if the market wouldn't necessarily recognize them as an expert, you know, co- coaching and consulting is one of the fastest. And in my opinion, one of the most powerful ways to launch a business. So you, you, you said this a couple of times, you basically launched that side of the business with a couple of Facebook lives.
1: I did. I, I, I mean, and not even in itself, like I didn't have a PayPal link set up. I didn't have like my calendar set up. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I put a couple Facebook lives out and this is before I even started sharing like anything at all. And I had five people that were like, Oh my God, will you help me? I still had a full-time job. I was like, when am so I going to coach these people? Like I was just going to work.
0: You're still an engineer.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, being Practical because there is part of me that's super practical. I was like, all right, Tuesdays, Tuesday nights from six to nine, and Thursday I did it two days a week. I was like, this is when I can work with people. Yeah. This is the structure. And I put a price on it. And I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like $800 or something for 12 weeks.
0: Damn, girl. I know. I'm telling you, I grew a lot.
1: oh my word it was like the first and I'll, the first batch of people it was like oh my gosh why am I only charging a hundred dollars for this that was like the only time I ever did that um because I saw what was happening and I what, saw where remember,
0: the were going hey do you remember what you what you talked about on those first Facebook lives and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I think the fact that you just did it man there's there's so many people listening to this that they know in their guts Mm -hmm. that there's a thing that they could be doing to grow their business. Maybe it's Facebook lives. Maybe like for me right now, it's writing articles I've known. And actually this has come about through our work Mm
1: -hmm. together.
0: It's like, why am I trying to do all these other things? When I know what works for me, is writing articles, publishing them to an email list and doing a podcast. That's Mm -hmm. what works, but I didn't do it for a long time. And so for you, I love the fact that you just said, Hey, well, this seems like a good idea. And I I know that I can help people do this. Do you remember what those first Facebook lives were like? Do you remember what you talked about? What was going on then?
1: Yeah. And I think it's something that looking back, I'm like, like I experienced it and then I had a lot of Marketing teachers saying, like, this is how to do it. And looking back, I'm like, well, no wonder it worked for me at the time because I literally had experienced it. So I had just gone through this like crazy health journey. Yeah. So that automatically built trust <laughs> with my audience because I basically was saying, like, my life just changed dramatically. And I just went through all this pain and maybe you're not going through this level of pain, but maybe somewhere in your health, there's a discomfort and there's something that, you know, you want to shift and you feel like you can't figure it out or you feel like there's something missing and you're not really sure how to get there. And I want to help you get there. It was very, I mean, it was, it was very natural because it was my truth
0: And so, what did you do on these videos? Did you say, "Hey, message me if you want to talk more"? Did you say, "Email me, go sign up for my list"? What did you do? I didn't have a
1: list. Oh my god, I didn't have a list until much later. So I just said, like, leave a comment, and yeah, it was Facebook Messenger.
0: It was just Just like, "Hey, get a hold of me." Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I
1: literally made like three months after I started my health coaching business, I had my first ten k month.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And I'm not saying there have been dips, like there was a a dip after six months after that. Um, But my business has always been really profitable. And I Mm -hmm. really believe that's because I've continued to make so many pivots in what alignment, you know, that word alignment that I know that not everybody considers. That has been foundational to me.
0: When you say alignment, you mean aligning your business? Well, I think I know the answer, so I don't want to, I don't want to cheat. But when you say alignment, what do you mean?
1: Alignment to me really, you know, it's, it's a combination of things. It's am I living my purpose? Do I love the work that I'm doing? Do I yes. love what I've created? But also there is that part of it because I touched on this a couple times. Am I allowing myself to grow? Because when I'm not growing, I get really bored. So these things that showed up for me, like, for example, health coaches asking for help. Well, that at the time, that was a big jump for me. And then when I had, you know, people making more money for me than me asking for help, that was another big jump for me. So all of these things saying, even though this might feel like a really big pivot or shift right now, in two weeks, it's probably not going to feel like much at all. And it's showing up for you to step into it, and also staying consistent and creating those opportunity opportunities to step into as well.
0: There's so much that just that you just said there. I want to go back and unpack it because you're talking about alignment, and you didn't say this, but but you didn't say this outwardly, but it was there uh, in how you were describing it. You talked about alignment personally. So, am I? Is this interesting to me? Uh, is this aligning with my 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 purpose is this exciting to me but then there 's also alignment with the market mm-hmm. so you you recognize that hey what whatever it is that i 'm talking about on these Facebook lives this is connecting with the market and it's a, this message is aligning with the market yeah, because people are just they 're just naturally reaching out to me. And so, so, so you're aligning yourself with the opportunity in the market as well. And it didn't sound like it was all that difficult. I mean, it was it was happening organically. But to me, I think that is one area that, especially when, because I'm with you, like you have to be energized, you have to enjoy what you're doing, you have to be uh, engaged mentally. But if you end there, you're gonna have a business that limps. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have that component of alignment with the market. And when I hear you talking about when I would pivot, because you're not pivoting what you do, you're pivoting essentially who you're doing it for is what I'm hearing.
1: Yep. So my message has pivoted a number of times. And even now, like I think you as a client and in our work together, you know this and you can probably see this because you also know marketing really, really well. I don't always talk in my message and in the things that I market about about the depth of work that I do with yep. people because I know that there is a huge gap between where that where I first start with somebody and the level of work that we have the potential to do together and what people are reading on let say my Facebook.
0: You do such a good job with there are times where I'll read a post that you write and then be like, Man, I really want to work with her, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, I already do." <laughs> <laughs> or, or I will, I will unashamedly, and I, I, I think I've told you every time I've done this, I will unashamedly model a post almost immediately after something that you wrote for my own audience, because I, I love the fact that number one, what you do, the the service you're providing for folks, it's not like, hey invest in this process. And at the end, you will have this nice, neat, clean widget. Doesn't work that way for you. It's different. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's, it's not clear, but it's, it's altruistic in nature. It's not like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store and go to aisle five and get a box of cereal and put it in my cart. It doesn't work that way. No, it
1: doesn't. And I've tried it. I've, I've honestly tried it and it doesn't work.
0: So how do you market a business that basically sells transformation? Because that's ultimately, at the end of the day, what you're selling.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really easy answer that so many coaches are missing. And I don't really spend a lot of time talking about it because it doesn't matter because I'm focused on what I'm focused on. But you give people transformation, like point blank, give people transformation and the business will market itself.
0: So, when you say give people transformation, you mean pretend that you're you're starting with client one. So, if someone's listening to this and they want to sell that transformation, how would they go about doing that?
1: So, you take yeah, I'll go a little deeper in it. If you are working with ten people, and ten of those people are experiencing complete life changes, their business is making more money. They're losing weight and these are just random examples not every you you don't really need to lose weight so you know when i'm saying this i'm not saying that every client is doing the same thing but like i've got a client that's lost 100 pounds in the last year we haven't talked about health at all like we literally have not talked about health at all we talked about belief and work and and alignment and all of the stuff in business but he's also lost 100 pounds so when you give people a total life transformation they will have results like losing massive amounts of weight or finding you know a great partner in their personal life, or having huge success in their business, or making a pivot that really lights them up, or getting on stages or getting on TV. you know, all of these different things will start to happen in their life because they're showing up differently. And their people will start to ask questions and say, what is so different because hmm. you are different than you were three months ago. What's changed.
0: So you're talking and you do this really well. And if, if people, um, want a good example of this, what is it? Facebook.com forward slash Mallory dot, dot Nicole. I think it's it?
1: actually Mallory Nicole AC.
0: So go look at her wall. Cause this is not a page. This is her profile, which also I want to talk about. Um, because you've, you've emphasized heavily the profile. I don't even know. Do you even have a Facebook page?
1: You know, I, I do, but I don't use it. And the last post that I put up that I pinned at the top was like, Hey, if you want to see anything, go listen to my podcast or follow me on my personal page. Cause I just don't use the business page. So so
0: it's a gone fishing post. That's what I call it. (laughs) Yeah. I still get
1: people that like it, which I think comes from the podcast. Like I get like one a week. I'm like, I don't know where you're finding this.
0: But you talk about on your on your profile. You you talk about that, and I think your your recommendation to other coaches and even consultants. Like, I don't really. When we got on the phone, and I'm assuming this is the case for most of your other clients as well. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care about the pro. I don't care. I don't care about the process. I just want the result. I want to break free and break through the limits that I'm coming up against. And so what I think you do really well is you talk about, you know, for instance, a loss of hundred pounds, you, you focus in on that and say, there's one line that you use that I use all the time. Now it's most of my clients come to me for this, or most of my clients say these things mm-hmm. uh, when we start working together. And I think that's such a powerful framing for marketing because it, it 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 does so many things really well number one it says oh hey uh, this is how if you're thinking these things this is what may necessitate us working together number two it gives people context also as well to say like oh hey Mallory can help me help me with those things either directly or indirectly one thing I've always been curious about did you just naturally know how to do to write that way how to how to create content that way or have you just Is it trial and error or are you investing in your education there?
1: So I, yeah, that's a great question. I've always gotten really great results from organic marketing and showing up consistently in that. I did go through a copywriting program, but, and I really like, like this person. And I learned a lot from this person. I even had him on my podcast. You know, there's, he's great. But the primary focus for his copywriting was direct response. And I wasn't, when I did that, I've even talked to him about this because he was like, you know, why did you buy from me? What was it that made you want to say yes to this? Which he does with a lot of his students. And for me, I wanted to buy from him because I wanted to learn. Like I get, I have these times in my business where I just want to learn things. So I wasn't looking for, I need an overhaul in how I'm doing things. I need to completely change things up. I just want to learn a little bit more about copywriting. Um, And I really haven't changed a whole lot of what I do from that because most of his stuff is direct response and I don't do direct response marketing. Most of my stuff is really not direct response.
0: Yeah, it is. It is under the radar for sure. And direct response for folks who may not be familiar with that term is basically just, hey, consume this content and then do this thing. More or less, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but the under the radar method that you use, I think is just so powerful, especially considering what it is ultimately that you're selling, which is that transformation, because you, you can't force people to transform.
1: (laughs) No, you can't. And you know, you and I have talked about that. The one thing most people that buy from me, the one thing they have in common is they want growth. Yeah. You know, there's all a lot of other things I could say along that, but most of the businesses are different, most of the people are different, their hobbies are different. So this direct response direct response model doesn't really work for me. I don't all my clients don't fit into one bucket yeah. except for the fact that they want to grow.
0: Yeah, and so I've always admired the the way that you've been able to to communicate and talk about that because it's really really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to do that well. And I think you've, you've got a really good handle on that. And again, if people want some examples, just go check out Mallory's Facebook page. We'll put, or Facebook profile rather, we'll put a link in the show notes. And, and I do want to dig in just a little bit more, not spend too much time on this, but tell me about the the difference between why did you choose to invest in putting content on your profile as opposed to a page? What was the differentiator there for you?
1: This is gonna sound like it's not real, <laughs> as simple as it is. But truthfully, it's because I'm a people person, and yes, my business has seen really great results from being a people person. But that's just who I am at the end of the day. So there's a lot of things that I've tried that didn't work for me, and I don't think it's so much. It, it didn't work so much that it didn't. It couldn't be effective. It's just that it didn't portray who I am as a person. Right. Um, and keeping it on my profile felt more authentic.
0: So away you go, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, building relationships is, is, a huge, I think one of the most overlooked business skills that doesn't really take a whole lot of, uh, Effort, other than to just be yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you uh, you do that really naturally. You do that really well, and I think it it definitely you know the 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 proof is in the pudding, so to speak. And I can personally uh, uh, vouch for that. And the other thing I like about your the way you market is it's just so straightforward. It's so simple. There's not like forty seven step funnel that you send people through. It's like Hey, listen to my podcast, read the stuff on my Facebook page. And if this is interesting to you, let's jump on a call.
1: Yeah, no, that literally is what it is. And then on the call, if it's even more interesting and it feels like, yes, we'll have another call. I mean, that's like, I try to keep things as so simple as possible. And anytime, because I know that you you help people dial this in for their own businesses. Anytime I've tried and I don't, I don't do it anymore because I just know that it doesn't work. Anytime that I've tried to do something outside of how simple all the things that I do now are, it has created resistance.
0: Resistance in you or in the market or both? Both. So how does the market respond to, I know we, t- we talked about this before I, I hit record, but like, uh, the, I, I think at one point you had tried a webinar.
1: Yeah, so I did a webinar and that like totally flopped. I've tried Facebook in the first first year I was doing Facebook ads here and there and that never worked. I, um, even down to like outside of marketing too, cause I think this is important for the audience cause this shows the level of how clear I think we need to get with ourselves about what we're doing. I tried group coaching and I did two groups and then I had a third group When I was in the middle of the launch, I had people enrolled and I just said, nope, I'm going (laughs) one-on-one. And I told the people enrolled, we're not doing a group. If I can give you your money back or we can just roll you into a one-on-one for the same price. And of course, all of them were like, oh yeah, one-on-one for the same price. That's awesome. So, you know, down to the structure, it's, you really have to look at every single piece and it's not hard work. Just really be honest with yourself. Yes. Is this what I really want?
0: And I love the fact that you were willing to attempt, not only that you were willing to attempt some, let's say, new methods, a webinar, a group, group coaching platform, um, you know, Facebook advertising, but I love the fact that you were able to say, you know what? This ain't my style. This is, this experiment did not work. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, what? Was it just like, I mean, how did you arrive to that conclusion? Because frankly, like we have clients where they, they will, this doesn't happen so much anymore, but it used to happen all the time where it's like, I would have to tell them, you need to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to stop paying us for, to do this stuff because it's not working. But for some reason it was like burned into their brains. No, I have to be doing this particular thing or I'm going to fail. So, so what criteria did you use? And even if it's just, I don't like the way this feels, talk to me about how you said, okay, I'm not going to do these things anymore.
1: Yeah. For me, it's very visceral, which I think goes to show if you look at kind of like the more long-term stuff, the things that haven't worked for me, I, you know, landed myself in the hospital and I over had this like crazy traumatic health, overhaul experience. Now it is just a very, a very visceral experience. It's no, I feel it in my body. I'm waking up every day going, I don't want to do this group coaching thing. Mm. And I feel stress and pressure in my chest. Wow. And so I know that I am the one responsible for everything in my life. So I have to say, you're creating your stress here. Have you given yourself permission to do something else? And if not, why?
0: I think if every person who listened to this podcast were to do that one exercise, they honestly would free themselves up from about 80% of the stuff they're doing.
1: <laughs> I think so too, honestly, because we overcomplicate yeah. how easy it really is to have a life that fulfills us.
0: So you you mentioned something and I did not know that you had a group coaching program, but I, I have wanted to ask you this question. So I'm going to ask it right now. <laughs> it was Are a long time ago. Yes. So, so, you, as a as a coach, mm-hmm. and I put coach and consultants kind of in the same category. They do different things in my mind, but the the business model essentially is the same. I, there's, you know, obviously ex- exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, it's the exact same. Um, how do you? I've always wondered for folks who who do exclusive one on one coaching. You know, at some point you you can raise prices or you can add more clients, but at some point you reach a limit
1: mm-hmm. maybe
0: the market you price you, if you if you raise your prices you're gonna price yourself out of the market if you take more clients you're gonna nuke your schedule and be miserable right so mm-hmm. those to me are the two logical conclusions so so how have you in your mind addressed that business growth question mm-hmm. is it I'm just really comfortable where I'm at or is it I know where I want to get to and then when I get there I'm good. How have you addressed that in your own mind?
1: Yeah that's such a great question because I get that all the time actually when it comes to scaling. So there were a couple times that I was completely maxed out. End of 2018 I was at full capacity and multiple times in 2019, I was at full capacity and those were very real questions of like, what am I going to do if I want this to keep growing and keep scaling? And the more I asked myself those questions, the more I realized that that, and I don't want to say this is true for everyone. So this is my experience and my, my story, Every time I asked those questions, it was like, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be fine. You're going to figure it out. And I'm telling you, Justin, I'd have like a 24-hour window. It's not that dialed in right now, but I would have a 24-hour window where someone would leave and somebody else would show up mm-hmm. and take that spot. So it stayed consistent to the point where I was at capacity and... But as far as scaling, like, what do I look? How do I look at it now? Well, my prices are different than they were when I first started. So I'm making more. I'm bringing in more income on a monthly basis than yep. I was at a certain, you know, at the beginning. Uh, obviously, I'm not charging $800 for three months anymore. So things <laughs> things are a little different now. I've also but hey, spent wait,
0: I wanted to say this. You're not charging $800 a month, but you're also not you're you're, you're providing way more value than $800 a month.
1: Right. And I have spent like tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars on my own certifications. Like all this work, honest, uh, underneath all the organic evolution that's happened, I've been doing trainings and certifications and different things to, you know, continue and maintain that. Um, But as far as scaling, I don't, this is very against the norm. I'll start by Saying that I right now am not like, oh my god, I have to make seven figures. Yeah, I know that I will have multiples of multiple sevens,
0: yeah,
1: in my life.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but one of the things that I really love that I don't really talk about on my Facebook because it's outside of that business, I love real estate. I love, I'm fascinated by it. I have a house that has added six figures in value in charleston south carolina in three years mm. with putting ten thousand dollars into it yeah. and i love that and i would love to do it over and over and over again so that is something that i'm gonna actually spend a little bit of time focusing on this year of 2020 is i want to have a couple more houses um, you know there's other things that might be added onto my business at other points in times. Public speaking right now doesn't light me up because I don't want to be on a plane every other week going to city to city to city when I could get on a podcast and talk to thousands of people in an hour. Um, So I don't know if that'll change, but my revenue right now has the potential to double if I wanted it to and not much would change.
0: There's just so much meat there. I and if
1: my revenue doubled, I mean that'd be a. I'd be bringing in a lot of profit. When I really look at the lifestyle that I want to live and yeah. and what I want out of my life, I don't need more than that. Can I have it? Sure, because I'm all about desiring whatever it is that you want. But that would be a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and money that like, okay. I, 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 without knowing any of your facts and figures, let's just take a hypothetical. You know th- What really changed my perspective on this was a book by Tony Robbins of all People, uh, Money Master the Game." He takes you through an exercise in the tail end of the book where it's like, figure out how much you actually need. No really. Uh, you don't need to be a billionaire. you probably don't need to be you know even a multimillionaire <laughs> you You can live really well on much less than you probably think.
1: And I've done that exercise multiple times. Yeah. And it's less than what I make now yeah. to live a very luxurious lifestyle. And, and the other
0: thing too that you that you point out is like, yeah, okay, great. My coaching business at some point, you know, whether it's my own it's my own kind of uh, throttle. I throttle it myself and I just say, hey, this is where I'm comfortable. Or it just naturally reaches a, 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 a rhythm of client in, client out. And, uh, and that's where it settles. You can take the profits from that business and invest it, like you said, in real estate. Or you know, if you really wanted to, start another business or invest it in the stock market or put it to work somewhere else.
1: Exactly, um, exactly. You,
0: you don't have to sit there and say because I fall victim to this all the time, is like, well, it has to be this amount or it doesn't count. No, that's actually not true. What I hear you saying is, not necessarily forget about the number, but more focus on how you want to live and build your business around that. hundred percent. Did you, so, so one thing that I want to address kind of before we wrap up here is like, okay, as a mindset coach, and this is something that we've talked about not extensively but in our time together we've talked about this there is this pervasive thought in the marketplace right now uh, at least in my kind of world of like basically you have to you have to scale your business you have to grow it to multiple seven figures you have to hit 100k months or you're nothing
1: yeah and for mindset coaching it's you have to write a book and you have to be a public speaker <laughs> And like, neither of those things are on the top of my radar right now.
0: (laughs) So if someone is is sitting there listening to this, thinking one of those, you know, five things we just threw out, what, how, how would you, and you were sitting across the table from them, how would you guide them through that? How would you steer them through? Like, maybe that is true, but maybe it's not. How would you guide them?
1: I think what ultimately matters at the end of the day is being honest with ourselves about what we want. So an example of this in my own life, I knew in 2020, I didn't want to be flying around mm. getting on stages. And honestly, that come that's because I love my family. I love, you know, I love traveling, but I did the nomad lifestyle. I've lived out of a backpack for almost a year. I've been I've bought one-way tickets and getting on an airplane every other week is not something that really I think would be fulfilling to me in my life right now. It is for some people and that's amazing but that's the point. We have to be honest with ourselves about what we want. So for me it was okay well I don't want to get on a plane every other week but I do want to reach more people this year. What can I do that Mm. will be aligned? And I'm you know doing stuff like this i'm getting on podcasts and i'm doing reach outs i spend a lot of time staying consistent with activities in my business too yep. so for example I've, I've sent probably 15 pitches in the last 10 days to get on other podcasts and i've booked some of my own i also have an agency that does some of it for me and then i still have organic reach outs you know that happen too which is great but That kind of stuff, looking for shows that I want to be on and connecting with people and having this kind of one-on-one interaction, that feels so good to me. That doesn't feel like work. Even looking up the podcast now and seeing what other people are doing, that doesn't feel like work. So I'm okay with spending the time and the effort to do that because it doesn't feel like an energy drainer.
0: I wish every coach on the planet would listen to this show, (laughs) this episode, because whether you realize it or not, there's so much having worked with maybe hundreds of coaches at this point in marketing their business. There's so much wisdom in what you just unpacked for the model, uh, the blueprint of how to market and talk about your coaching business. Um, keep it simple. This is what I am stealing this from my, my friend and client Walker. Well, he, Mallory, here's what I learned from you today. Number one, keep it simple. Uh, you know, your marketing stack isn't you know some ridiculous 800-step marketing automation funnel. It's very, very simple, very straightforward, focused on selling transformation. I also learned that you know you um, are a great model for building a business around. A primary drive, a primary desire, and I heard that a ton today in in our episode, and I also heard I also learned like, man, that's a really great idea. I was just sitting here thinking like, why don't I send out pitches to a podcast that I want to be on <laughs> that's a great idea, <laughs> and you know never occurred to me like yeah you I, I, i've I've uh, talked with folks who will do placements for you. But I've never thought to myself, why don't I just go and do it myself? That's a great idea. Well, and you know
1: what? Honestly, I'll tell you, I didn't really start thinking about doing it myself until I paid someone to do <laughs> yeah. it Like, I like, I'm telling you, I'm just yeah. as much on this journey as anybody else. I paid an agency. Yeah. And then I was like seeing the shows they were getting me on. Right. And I was like, I could get myself on this show. And I still love the agency. I'm in a package with them. I don't honestly, I probably won't renew because I can do it myself. And yeah. it doesn't take that much time. But it it wasn't until I had someone else doing it to where I really looked at it and went, uh, this is way easier than I'm looking at it right now.
0: Or even better, you get a process down and then you can say to your VA, hey, <laughs> make this pitch for me, send it for my email account and send these things to these particular contacts. Uh, yep. Which would be like, the best of both worlds, I suppose. But I mean, there's there's so much wisdom in what you said, and, and not feeling. Um, the other thing I learned was not feeling like you have to do what everybody else is doing to market your business. You don't you don't you don't have a webinar because number one, it didn't produce fruit for you, and you didn't like doing it. You're not doing Facebook ads, at least not currently, not because Facebook ads are bad, but because you try them out and you realize, you know what? this doesn't this doesn't flow with my business and being able to listen to that and you know uh put that experiment on the back burner is huge um so so if folks want if folks are interested in working with you and this is full on shameless plug you know although i say this with trepidation because i don't want mallory to get so busy that she forgets about the little guys like me
1: <laughs> oh my gosh no i have i I know when, I know when uh, when I'm capped out. So. so if
0: she's available, let's put some urgency on it. <laughs> how 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 do people get a hold of you? See what you're up to. See what you're doing.
1: So I think you actually gave a couple shout outs already. So thank you for that. Um, Abundantly Clear Podcast. I've got a couple interviews on there with clients. Actually, you're going to be one of them soon. Oh so yeah, yeah that you can listen to. Um, honestly, man, I'm just going to go with what I always say. If this resonated with you, go to my website, abundantlyclearpodcast.com and send me a message and just say, hey, I want to talk a little bit more about what this could look like. I Literally, I know that that sounds like the silliest process ever. And it's like, why don't you have something dialed in? That feels good to me. That creates conversation. And that's what I do.
0: Yeah, but you do have it dialed in. <laughs> the fact that you have the the fact that you can say that and you say this is what I this is what I do it's dialed in. You got it down, yeah. girl.
1: That's what I do. <laughs> so I start, you know, it's really easy. It's like an email thread and then if it feels like we should take it to the next step, then we get on the phone. And if I can help someone with email and it doesn't feel like it's aligned to take it to the next step, then we don't.
0: Here's another thing I just learned cuz I just went to that website. I got to get me a URL that I talk about on podcasts.
1: Oh yeah. Good God. Are you kidding me? Go to MalloryNicole.com. Like that's (laughs) like, like (laughs) the amount of people that would be like, how do you get there? How do you spell Mallory? Like who is this person? Yeah. Abundantly dot com is the easiest, easiest way to get to my site.
0: Uh, True joy. So grateful and thankful for you and what you do in business and how you do it. Mallory. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Experimental. If you want to support the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. As small as it might seem, it does wonders to grow the reach of this podcast and reach more entrepreneurs like you with the mission of this show. If you're interested in learning more about the work I do, head on over to starttheexperiment.com. Starttheexperiment.com. And take a look at some of the client success stories on the page. Until the next episode of Experimental, thanks for listening.